from Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. I'm Kim Anderson. And I'm Zach Ireland. And this is Behind Closed Doors. We're happy to have Joshua Farr here. He is a straight, could I call you a straight ally? Is that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't yeah. have anything, uh, I'm certainly not an enemy. Joshua's here and we're going to sit down and talk about Donald Trump. As your president, I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens from the violence and oppression of a hateful foreign ideology. Believe me. And I have to say, as a Republican, it is so nice to hear you cheering for what I just said. Thank you. When I heard him say this, I, I believed him. And I was really, truly so happy to hear a Republican presidential nominee say something to this effect because it's it's not common. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, then he withdrew protections that were issued under the Obama administration protecting trans students in public schools. And now, you know, I'm not as sure. I just want to get your reaction to that clip that was played. And do you believe him? I, I absolutely do. Now, you know, some people are going to say, well, I think it's just a talking point or... You know, how can how can you have full confidence in something? Well, Donald Trump, unlike a lot of other, you know, conservative or right wing politicians, he he hasn't really had um, a long history of making very political statements. Um, He kind of warmed up into it. He started saying some political things during the Obama administration, and he's always kind of been a bit of a public figure. However, I I don't think he he has an agenda to be lying for. I think he is very much accused of saying whatever he thinks. And so if we're going to believe that he says what he what he means, which I think is as, as much as you can do for anybody, he doesn't have really a track record to go against those statements. I think his statement is much more towards the physical security of the LGBT community. And so, you know, not a whole lot can be done for the LGBT community if they're still afraid, if they still have to, you know, be closeted for fear of, you know, physical reprisal. I think you know, being cast out or being leveled hateful rhetoric against is is of second order to the fear of, you know, physical violence. And I think in as much as the president is talking about keeping Americans, gay Americans, lesbian Americans, Americans in general as a as a unit, safe from a threat that targets us, you know, such as the the Pulse nightclub shooter, I think that's uh very much if if it's not gonna be empowering you know, the changes that they want now, it's certainly going to guarantee that those changes can be made later. People would say that he has put a lot of anti-LGBT people in power. I'd have to agree with them on that. Uh, are their fears legitimate? You know, I think all I think all fear has its, its rightful place. What I will say is that I would never choose a defense secretary based on his feelings about LGBT issues. If we're getting these people in for education or defense or for press, we should be doing it because they're experts at those things, not not evaluating them on their on their beliefs on what is really a, you know a fr- not a fringe issue. It's it's re- it's rather relevant these days, but it's it's not their area. 
And I don't think they should be evaluated for those things when we're looking for somebody who's supposed to be an expert in an area. What about like his vice president or, you know, Steve Bannon? Yeah, vice president, you know, that's different because obviously we kind of evaluate that person as if they were going to be president because they very well might become president. Steve Bannon also, as long as they're not appointed onto, you know. Well, he's a chief strategist, Steve Bannon. That is a good point. That you know to say that it's not going to influence things is is a bit uh, is a bit optimistic, maybe a little naive. If indeed this person is, there's there's a lot of accusations get thrown out there. You know, like we've heard that you know Trump is anti-LGBT, and sometimes that you know it just doesn't seem like, for instance, in light of the clip that we just listened to, that doesn't seem to be the case. Mm-hmm. We can make assumptions about the way people act. We can make deductions about the way they've acted in the past and say they're going to keep acting in the future, but. I think that there's enough voices within the panel that you can have sort of a balancing out of strong ideas. I know that there are people, uh, you know, Mr. Trump himself, who, you know, attends uh, weddings for for gay individuals. You know, I think that those influences will balance out. The idea that we're going to get fully well-rounded, perfectly balanced experts in these situations are, it's it's very optimistic. I don't think it's um, something that I would pursue if well, I were I think decisions. It's, I think it's fair to say that LGBT rights are not their main priority right now they have their main priorities are you know national defense yeah and uh you know healthcare. they're they're focused on other things but going back to healthcare, healthcare is pretty up in the air right now this is particularly important for trans people who often need gender affirming health care right taking away obamacare will remove protections for lgbt people and you right. know, it seems like Republicans can't really agree on on a replacement right now. Yeah. And when that is replaced, do you think that a Republican majority House, a Republican majority Senate, a Republican president will really care about these protections for LGBT people? Well, myself, I'm I'm here in protections, and I'm wanting to I want to distinguish what's a protection, what's kind of more an, an enablement. I understand that these people believe that they you know are in a state. Uh, alien to what they really are and you know surgeries or or such those those seem strike me as an enablement rather than a, a protection per se what do you mean by enablement well if somebody wants to feel more like a woman than they do now and they go out and do what you know the rest of the world calls an elective surgery you know you could spin that as i i'm terribly uncomfortable in this male body that i have and i want to become more female so please protect me. But it it's still an elective surgery. It's still nothing life-threatening. And I understand that there's, you know, emotional strain that happens there. Those things are hard to quantify, but they're certainly not life-threatening. They're certainly very much still elective. And uh, it's hard for me to, to decide. And I'm sure there are large panels and people who could have a long, lengthy discussion on to what is really protecting these people from undue harm and and what of of these other procedures are are really just enabled by you know policy decisions so his supreme court pick uh neil gorsuch he's you know pretty conservative guy and he could you know potentially have more supreme court picks in the future with justice ginsburg justice kennedy you know they're getting pretty mm-hmm. old and i suspect he'll have a few more picks uh throughout the duration of his 4 years in office and potentially 8 years this could mean a pretty big leaning in the Supreme Court. Do you think that it's a possibility that they could try to rescind the same-sex marriage laws that were passed? Well, 
I'm certainly not somebody who's going to go out and, and argue that need to be changed. But some of the Obama actions that have been changed, and I say Obama as in the era, not so much the, the man himself. It was definitely a Supreme Court responsible for that. There was there was hubbub about um, the way it was done. And in as much as people might people in power might want to change the way things had been done, um, you know, the Supreme Court passing what effectively was law, kind of passing the legislative, especially after it didn't pass legislative, it became a civil rights issue, and I can see it from that perspective as well. But if they did try and rescind those things, go back on them, I would say that they would happen in, in terms of this is how it's meant to be done. We shouldn't be you know, misappropriating um, so a better a better power. process. A more yeah, legal I think process. it would rise out of of process type concerns rather than the policy itself. I think the issue is very much decided that gay people will get married these days in the United States, and I, I don't think that that's really going to change. Do you think that Trump is better for the LGBT community than perhaps Hillary could have been? Um, I'm going to say yes, in the sense that Hillary has been anti, and Donald Trump. You know, it, it's hard to say. Yes, Donald Trump uh, has no record. Well, he hasn't been in the you know the business of creating a record. You know, I think thirty years ago everybody had a different opinion than they do now, and I think that's something that's you know it's okay to change your opinions on things, especially as the social attitudes and, and opinions change. But I think that Hillary Clinton made a lot of her decisions based on a lot of um, outside factors. That every decision was a piece in a puzzle. Rather than well, that um, could have worked out in favor of the LGBT community because she could say, you know, I want my base to keep supporting me. I need to yeah. please the Democratic Party, so I'm going to, you know, please yeah. them by, you know, progressing in these LGBT rights. I think much more stable is Donald Trump's position of never having intimated anything against the LGBT base, never, never taken any action against it. You know, he hasn't talked about changing anything, and he's actually. He's he's made small statements about how he's not going to change anything. So I, I believe that's a little more stable rather than um, Senator former Senator Clinton's sometimes calculated method of making decisions. Well, in all fairness, he at one point said that he was against it. I, I think everybody is justified in being skeptical of anyone, mm-hmm. um, especially when they wield so much power. I think, you know. But I, I mean, OK, I think it's fair to say that Donald Trump would be much more in favor of protecting the business that denied service to the LGBT couple rather than the LGBT couple. I mean, Hillary Hillary wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Sure. She would be much more in support of, you know, giving LGBTs, LGBT people their rights as opposed to Donald Trump who would want businesses to have their religious liberties. Yeah, I'm... I'm um in a in a gay couple versus business situation, I'm I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump would side with businesses, but the Supreme Court made this into a civil liberties issue, and I think, you know, in the interest of it being a civil liberty, as it being somebody's right to be able to go out and get married, I don't believe that Donald Trump's going to take any issue with that. It's just it's outside of his style. You know, pro business is kind of his platform. It's his pedigree. It's where he's coming from, and he's made very clear statements about how he's usually going to side with business. But I don't think that's where the the argument is anymore with with gay rights. What would you like to see President Trump do for the LGBT community? Uh, that's that's a great question. I'd have to think about that for a sec. It's it's a foreign idea to me. It's just um, you know I'm 
<laughs> you don't think about these things yeah, at they're, night. <laughs> yeah, they're not the arguments I typically have. They're well, you don't the, have to. You're exactly. Straight. I am. I am privileged in that I haven't had to. Uh... Hey, as long as you recognize <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, as long as I check my privilege. There you go. Um, you know, I I believe that everybody should be allowed to get the same sort of jobs. Everybody should be um, treated the same way. People are getting married all the same. You know, I'm I'm opposed to the idea that, uh, you know, I've heard some people express that, you know, gay people should be allowed to be married in, in whichever church. I, I wouldn't like it to see it go in that direction. I hear a lot of a lot of movement for a sort of an affirmative action, more placement. I believe that the LGBT community would love to see more LGBT individuals in, you know, CEO positions, much like feminists want to see more feminist CEOs or, well, women CEOs. And I, I don't believe that's really something a president can or should be weighing in on. Do you think that there needs to be progress going forward? I think the push for equality is is uh, you know accepted for, for by pretty much everyone, and um, mm. well, you know, marriage. There was that little issue there. Marriage meant different things to different people. You know, we I remember that when the conversation was, why don't gay people just get you know civil unions? I remember hearing a couple of gay spokesmen saying, guys, we have civil unions. Leave the you know religious marriage thing out of this. It just marriage meant different things to different people. With LGBT issues, uh, yes, they're important. I think getting into other planets are important. I think it'll do fantastic things for the human race. I think it'll, you know, break down, uh, you know, racial tensions, um, wars, and such. It'll obviously bring a lot more of that in the future. But I think it's a unifying cause for humanity. Now, do I believe that it has to be done right now? No. And I think a lot of progressivists, a lot of you know, people talking about the things that LGBT people need. They don't have that same sort of patience. You know, they are quick to tell the story of, you know, we're oppressed and we've been disadvantaged and we, you know, we deserve reparations of some kind. And, well, I mean, if that's true, you're you're still going to have to be tactful about how you go out asking for those reparations. You know, nobody Mm -hmm. likes demands. Nobody likes being told what to do. Nobody likes being told they're wrong. And you have to be tactful and you have Mm -hmm. to be patient with something sometimes. You know, if scientists who had important research going on, they came out onto the public theater and said, you know, all you people are terrible people for not, you know, funding what could change humanity and we hate you so much and you're backwards and, you know, if only you could be more smart like us. Well, I mean, how quickly would they get funding, you know? So you got to play kind of the salesman game, I feel like. You have to reach out with honey and not vinegar to make things happen. You you have to charm people and, uh, you know, I think militant, the more militant pride parades that we've seen, um, you know, those those don't quite, I think, accomplish the end that uh, the LGTB base would be hoping for. Uh, maybe it does. Maybe it accomplishes shorter ends. Maybe, you know, the getting out and, and being proud of yourself. Maybe that, that gets them what they need in the short term. But I think long term, what they want is respect. And, um, you know, they putting on a circus act in a way, you know, we'll, we'll never get anybody ahead. Well, Joshua, you are certainly a fresh new perspective. (laughs) We appreciate you coming on our show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. What did you think? The conversation continues on Twitter at BCD Series.